0: Welcome everybody to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is Braden Pohovic. My name is John Drabert. Uh, we are really excited to be with you here today, bringing you the first episode of our new series called Follow.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, if you have, if you are a leader, you are leading a small group, or if you're just leading a discussion in any way, we would love for you to down uh, to get the discussion guide uh, or the leader guide. You can visit. BibleStoryPodcast.com and you'll follow the links with uh, leader guide and follow the instructions and we'll email that to you directly.
0: Yeah, we'll have a leader guide kind of uh, for now for each episode and it'll basically give you some extra questions, some resources, some Bible verses, something that helps you round out the experience that you are guiding. Awesome. Well, let's get into this uh, episode and do it we got to give you some
1: background material. Jesus has just started his... This is my background. There's your background. Golly. Okay. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who can't see, uh, Brayden has just turned his back to the camera, and I scratched it really quickly. I
0: didn't even think about it. Uh,
1: So so a little bit of background. Yeah. Jesus is at the beginning of his ministry. Yeah. He has not yet called any of his disciples. Mm -hmm. He's kind of... Um, still a little bit obscure to people, um, but he's starting to quickly make a name for himself by the way he is preaching Mm. and the things that he is calling people into.
0: Yeah, so really interesting. (laughs) Jesus, I I always like to point out his age. He's like 30-something, maybe a little younger, right around that. Right around your age. Yes, right around my age, 30-something.
1: He didn't, uh, he didn't get start with started with like like the really important stuff till he yeah, was thirty. Oh,
0: good! I got so much time. Um, and and so it just puts into context, I think, like who Jesus yeah Jesus was. Yeah. Uh, he was in the wilderness for forty days and forty nights prior to kind of beginning his ministry, and he fasted during that whole time, which I wouldn't don't want to say I wouldn't be able to do, but would be very difficult. It would be really difficult, yeah. and, and on top of that. Uh, the devil
1: Satan was tempting him yeah and so there was a there's a lot that he was going through and that was that was the story that's right before the text that we're going to be looking at today
0: yeah and so Jesus is coming into this he's really I, I feel like it's a place where he is ready and set up and saying like now I am starting my ministry. Now I am walking into that. And so today we get to see him kind of preaching on the Sea of Galilee and then calling some of his disciples, which is yeah. which is great.
1: And he had been preaching around the Sea of Galilee for, for a while now. Right. And actually John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, who is maybe best known for preparing the way for Jesus, mm-hmm. um, he had been preaching as well in that area, but he is now arrested and had been put in prison by Herod.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna read Matthew 4, 18 to 22, and then we'll jump into things. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind.
1: So this invitation by Jesus had to have been completely reorientating for the disciples.
0: Yeah, uh, it would have been, I mean, the process of following Jesus, would have would have really kind of thrown off their bearings the idea of being oriented and knowing your direction and reoriented is like recalibrating it's the idea of okay i thought i was going one way and i need to step in this other direction mm-hmm. and and life really looks different
1: yeah so there's three areas we're going to look at today and the first is their response was immediate the yes. second It it established a new purpose for their life. And the third thing, and and I don't think we can emphasize this enough, it was drastic. It was a big, big change. It was completely reorientating.
0: Yeah, so they're leaving behind life as they would have known it, and we'll get more into that later, but it was drastic pretty much in every measure of the way. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about my own story and how it was, well, discombobulating and then reorienting uh, in my journey with God. So when I was, you know, 18 or 19 years old is really when I decided to follow Christ. And one of the biggest things for me was this idea of stepping into a relationship where I trusted God, I trusted Jesus, but I really had zero idea of what that path looked like. I didn't know what the next day would bring. I didn't even really understand what describing myself as a Christian meant. I knew that Describing myself as a Christian, at least in the moment, to other people, described that I had a relationship with Jesus and that was something that I was proud of and something that I was growing into. Um, But when I made the decision, whatever day it was, I don't actually remember the the specific day, but I, I remember thinking, I have no idea what I'm getting into. Like, I have no idea what the next step is. I am just making this decision because I understand that it is the right thing to do, that I feel that it's the right thing to do, and that I think that it's the right thing to do. God had been working in my heart for a while prior to that. And so I finally got to the point where I said, I am going to follow Jesus and and be a Christian as an individual or identify that in myself. And that was a really big moment. It took many months, you know, even a year to kind of process through a lot of that. But it was important for me to be able to kind of hold that as part of my identity. And, And now even, you know, hopefully, the biggest part of my identity. One of the things that I remember thinking is like, what are the people around me going to think? What is it gonna look like when I talk to friends, when I say that I don't wanna go out late on a Friday night to a a, a bar? Um, Being 18 or 19, that's kind of the typical thing. Or or what are are even people that I go to university going to think? Um, It seemed like it was a really weird and kind of late time to make a decision like that. but eventually those worries become less and and as you as I stepped day to day into my relationship with Jesus the people that he brought into my life continued to grow that community and so it began this process of finding my way with Jesus, finding what my path looked like as a follower of Christ. Um, and it was scary, and it still is today sometimes, to have conversations with people or to take the next step in my faith. Um, but it's a journey that's exciting and, and glorifying and, well, well worth it. And I've always appreciated the fact that it is not a step and then it's done or that I don't know the end of the journey. It's something that continually happens each day. It's, a, it's an exploration that I get to continue experiencing each and every day, even 12 years into it.
1: For me, I grew up in a Christian home and my mom helped me understand what it meant to be a Christian to one day be in heaven. But I was young, I was five or six, and so I didn't really understand what God was calling me into as a disciple. It wasn't until high school that I really understood what he was calling me into, and it brought about a bit of a crisis for me. Not a bit, it was a full-blown crisis. I was asking the question, am I going to follow this person? Am I going to be a disciple of Jesus? Am I in or not? And it was it was one of those things that was just reorientating for my life and for me personally. That I asked the question, you know, what does this mean for my friend group? How do I relate to these do these friends of mine? Uh, it it changed how I was dreaming of my future and my hopes that I had. It was one of the things that i looked at is like well i was thinking this direction now maybe my plans for school have has have changed it absolutely changed every aspect of my life not just in the the big things but even in the little things of how i thought how i behaved and how i related to people it was reorientating for me
0: okay so that's what it looked like for us i i have some wild questions about the disciples uh peter simon no simon
1: who later named peter
0: yeah who else uh andrew james john yeah okay so here's the thing you see jesus walking down the beach or whatever lakefront and and he just calls them and they immediately drop everything and follow that is like it used the word immediately I think in that scripture verse at least twice yeah. where they immediately drop what they're they're doing they they leave their father behind rude but yeah. okay, understandable and and they're the thing is they're not just stepping into following Jesus what they were fishermen these four guys and what it's saying is they're leaving behind their livelihood like they would have been prepared to take over the fishing business to work with their father, learn the ropes, and then continue that on. It would have been a steady source of income throughout their life. They would have been um, needed and cared for by the community because food is important. And, and so it's not just an act of like setting down a hobby. They are fully leaving their, the entirety of their life, but also the security that has come with anything that their parents or, or kind of community set up for them. It's crazy to me
1: yeah it it is a big big decision that they've made yes and i like how you talk about the immediacy of it uh we would we would like to if we were just to read this text in and of itself we would come to the conclusion that this is the first time that they're meeting jesus and they have said oh well aren't you just the perfect person
0: we will follow you wherever you go jesus right but But that's not the way it went down no he's Jesus, again, to reiterate, is it, in and around his 30s. And so he also would have been known in this area as just an individual, as a person. And just because he hadn't started his ministry up until this point did not mean that he hadn't talked to these guys, yeah. had conversations with them, shared ideas, hopes, dreams. Yeah.
1: yeah, So, so he had been preaching in this area for yeah. at least a few weeks, probably a few months at this point, mm-hmm. specifically on the Sea of Galilee where these four guys had been fishing. So yeah. the likelihood of them crossing paths was pretty high. Now, first, uh, pardon me, John chapter 1, verse 40 mm-hmm. talks about Andrew. That would be Simon or Peter's brother. Right. Um, how Andrew brought Simon to Jesus saying, I think I found the Messiah. Now, right. he had been talking with John the Baptist who said, hey, that guy over there who's preaching, that guy over there, yeah he's the guy Hmm. he's the one you've been waiting for he's the messiah
0: yeah and as we said that was john the baptist's job or calling Mm -hmm. is to to pave the way for jesus to prepare people for jesus they would have not only had john the baptist doing that but also would have had this idea of a messiah coming because of their scriptures the the old testament and so the other thing uh, in Luke five, it gives us this picture of Jesus borrowing a, their boat to yeah. preach. And so think of someone coming up to you and asking for a car, your car, not just any car, but your car, you would have to trust them and, and know them most likely in order to give them that favor. Uh, it's not a small ask. And so Jesus asking for someone's boat or, or being lent Somebody's boat would have meant that there was probably a relationship a previous rapport and trust built into those
1: Yeah, and and specifically in the text text He asks to borrow their boat so that he can go out from shore just a little bit. Yeah, and preach to the crowd. Yeah, so again Peter Andrew uh, John, James, they are all probably mending their nets, getting things ready for the next day of fishing because they always fished at night at this point. Right. And they were listening to Jesus preach. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says to them, come, yeah. follow me.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like now's the, now's the time.
1: You've heard me talk. Yeah. We've interacted with each other. Now's the time.
0: And, and we know that God would have been working in their hearts prior to this moment. Mm. It, It, you know, I mean, maybe they didn't know the exact moment when Jesus would walk by and say, come follow me. Um, But they probably would have had an inclination in terms of like the direction maybe that it was
1: going. Yeah, and they were ready to to accept this invitation, Mm -hmm. obviously, because they did. But God had been working in their hearts. And I have to say, just because they were ready doesn't mean it wasn't scary. Wasn't a difficult decision for them. It wasn't something that was... um, Just painstakingly, should I stay or should I go? I think there's a song like that. Yes, there is.
0: (laughs) Should I stay or should I go? Anyways. (laughs) So maybe the disciples wrote that song. Mm. No, we're starting rumors. Uh, Yes. So they still would have been scared. Think of it. I mean, I remember when making the decision for myself that it was this idea of like, I know... One step ahead of me, but I have no idea what two steps ahead of me looks like I have no idea what's around that corner or up the hill or if I need swim trunks for this journey or rubber boots or a rain hat I think rain hats exist It they simply say yes They feel prepared in the moment to answer that invitation But certainly would not have felt prepared for the journey Well, they wouldn't
1: even known the entire journey Consisted of. now the second thing Uh, about their response, okay, is the first thing was it was an immediate response. So Jesus asks them, he calls them, invites them to follow and they go. Mm -hmm. The second thing is this, it gives them a new purpose. Now they were fishermen. This is what they had done their entire lives, Mm -hmm. right? And so for them to leave what they knew, to leave their life plan that they had at this point was a pretty big step. It would have been like we said, reorientating.
0: Yeah, and, and to think travel wasn't as well, barely accessible like it is today, right? Mm-hmm. So when they're saying goodbye to their father, who I still have a mental picture of leaving him behind, um, or their boat or their family or their community, the people that they grew up with, it wasn't like, hey, I- I'll call you when I get there, or I'll catch the plane home on the weekends. None of that existed. They would have likely been saying goodbye to these people saying, I'm leaving now. I'm I'm following Jesus. I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. And I don't know the next time I'll see you. Yeah. If ever again. Yeah.
1: And and they they would have seen each other at some point down the road because they did, Jesus did so much ministry in this area, but it is to say that I'm no longer tied to you, mm-hmm. Dad, in my career. I'm no t- longer tied to you, family, in my social relationships. But this is the person that I'm, yeah. I'm following.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we've used the term disciple a few times, and we're going to continue using mm-hmm. that in terms of following Jesus. So can you describe that? Um, because I know it's kind of thrown out there a few times.
1: Yeah. So think of it this way. Journeymen... And apprentice so these these four young men were apprentices apprenticing to become fishermen or learn how to be fishermen from their fathers who were journeyman fishermen or think of it as an electrician you got the journeyman you got the apprentice you know you Oh,
0: Jedis have apprentices
1: there you go yeah and so think of it as student and master or student and teacher
0: right okay. so so not just learning like the brain aspects of it but then having someone like physically teach you how to apply that knowledge yeah
1: so they're going to learn yeah. and then they're going to do which is really important so they have left everything to learn and to be
0: like Jesus right and and then just quickly the term disciple we still use that today like we can mm-hmm. be disciples of Jesus because we can continue to learn in a similar way yeah that's right cool, that's right. cool. I like that okay the last part the last part is this. This was a drastic change, yes, which we have said already. But again, I think we need to really hit that home, because it it actually still feels like a drastic change. It it does. I I am 43 years old. T- uh, not today, but
1: I am now. For- well, I am you today, were today yeah. but it's not my birthday today. No. Uh, I'm 43 years old, and when I made this decision to say, you know what, I'm no longer going to live out my parents' faith, but this is going to be a faith that I take on for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I was mm, maybe 15, 16. So like, this is like almost 30 years ago. Did I do the math right? Yeah, close. So it is still changing me and it Mm -hmm. still feels
0: like a drastic thing that I'm doing. And it Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Peter even says in Luke 18, 28, uh, he says that, he's talking to Jesus and Peter's kind of reiterating like we left our homes to follow you kind of saying to Jesus like we gave up everything again and and I think we can apply that both mentally emotionally and physically spiritually for ourselves today we might not leave our home at 12 when we decide to follow Jesus and go wander the world but we're leaving behind maybe some of what we thought our life would look like when we step into that relationship. And we're saying, I'm no longer going to guide this journey. I'm going to let Jesus guide this journey. And I actually don't know where it's going to end.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting about Jesus' response to Peter, he says, anybody who's given up their home, their family, given up these, their life for my sake and the, for the sake of the gospel, you're going to be repaid in this lifetime, and in the next. Cool. And so, um, it may not look what you, what the world would uh, say is is successful, or what you want um, in the here and now. But you are going to be blessed beyond what you can can imagine. Growth tip time.
0: The growth tip is a way for all of us to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And today we have a few really cool points that you get to kind of ponder to figure out where you are at in your relationship with God. And how we're going to do that is by kind of helping you point out maybe the most significant question that you are asking currently in your faith.
1: So the first one is faith, all about faith. And the question that you might be asking right now is, do I believe
0: The second one is talking about calling, and that is asking the question, will I follow? Am I at a point where I am ready to follow Jesus?
1: Now the third one is this, it's about serving or ministering, okay? And the question is, where can I serve?
0: And our fourth one is if you have a thriving relationship with Jesus and you're thinking, I want other people to know Jesus like I do, the question is, will I lead? Hmm.
1: I love that question. Now, maybe these questions, uh, there's not one that just strikes you right now. and Maybe you have another question that's in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. And it's a different topic. And, and we would invite you then just to share that question that you're wrestling with with your yeah. group.
0: And remember, it's kind of asking yourself, what's the biggest question? You can have lots of questions, and that's great. But what is, what's the central question that maybe some of the other things are, are stemming off of?
1: So today we looked at the invitation to the first disciples to follow Jesus.
0: Yeah, we specifically pointed out three different things in their reaction, their mm. response so one it was immediate it was really fast they literally dropped their nets and followed jesus
1: second thing was that it brought them a new purpose in life
0: Mm -hmm. and thirdly it was drastic it was something that changed the entirety of their life
1: Mm -hmm. so our lives become reoriented with around following jesus when Mm -hmm. we make that decision and those changes can be really hard and there can be some times where it gets bumpy along the way and it's certainly been that experience for me.
0: Yeah, it can be scary. You don't necessarily know what's around the corner. You don't even know when and where the journey happens or or ends, but you are not alone in the journey. You have the people around you right now. You have Jesus and, and a community of believers around you.
1: So let's get into some questions here. The first question is this, where are you with God? Now, what question are you asking is it do i believe will i follow where can i serve will i lead or perhaps it is another question that you're
0: asking hit pause and discuss question number two is what does your next step following jesus look like or another way to ask it is what is jesus asking you to grow in your relationship with him There might not be a specific answer that pops into your head. And so we really encourage you, if you don't know the next step, to sit and ask the people around you. To have a conversation with your leader. To try and find what the next step in your growth, in your relationship with Jesus looks like. Hit pause and discuss.
1: Question three. What is most scary, most difficult, what is most disconcerting about the next step for you? And then how can your group, how can your people, how can the people around you right now who help you grow in a relationship with Jesus, how can they support you? Hit pause and share.
0: Thank you all for joining us today. I really enjoy talking about these things with all of you. I hope that you enjoy discussing them with each other.
1: Yeah, we're praying for you and we would encourage you, even maybe challenge you, we've said that word a lot, but to pray for one another throughout this week and to support each other as you guys grow.
0: Yeah, remember there's no perfect follower of Jesus. You don't have to be specifically good at reading the Bible or praying or knowing Jesus before you enter into a relationship with him. Jesus loves you exactly as you are. Hmm.
1: So next time we're going to be talking about what it means to deny self in our relationship and in following Jesus.
0: All right, so we will see you here next week to talk about that.